friends, we're back for your favorite weekly podcast. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 587. And we are recording on, what is it? It's the 19th already of September. Uh, Abriana, how are you? I am good. You know, nothing really new or exciting to report here in the Northeast. Just, you know, trying to uh, stay alive, keep, keep things going. What else do we do with like little ones back in school and, you know, we're just adjusting, making it happen making back it in the happen. office more too. Living the dream. Okay. But um, you? Yeah. It's kind of same, like busy, busy weekends, uh, just trying to keep up with stuff. Um, you know, not a lot going on, you know, there's, you know, excited for baseball playoffs a couple weeks away now. So see how that goes. Um, hopefully, hopefully the Jays are in it and I can get to a game. That would be great. So. Hopefully, for your sake. I've kind of given up on uh, on watching too much baseball. It's like to find the time to do that. Yeah. It's a I sad know. day in, in my house. <laughs> you got to make time. You got to make time. All right. We've got a good show for you. Four stories. Uh, we're going all over the world uh, as per usual. So I'll let Arianna kick us off. All right. Well, this is an interesting partnership and one that I quite like. Lowe's and Instacart are rolling out a new same-day delivery option. Uh, this will happen all across the U.S. So Lowe's will be one of the first retailers on the Instacart app. Um, and they'll be debuting, obviously, same-day scheduled delivery for large items. This is up to 60 pounds. So, you know, thinking of, decorating for the holidays maybe for halloween or the fall you know all those inflatables or getting a fire pit so you can do some s'mores need a grill all those good things those will be um you know items that you could get delivered to your home which is kind of nice and um you know they started testing this back in february in some select markets and they do offer same day delivery now in all 50 states and washington dc so um, you know, they also recently launched a new rewards program called Lowe's Pro. Um, so this definitely benefited a lot of the contractors, you know, they accounted for like 25% of the sales. And, um, you know, I think that obviously there's declining revenue in some, in some cases because, um, there's supply problems. Like we've seen this all over there's supply problems. It's, and then it's also hard to even get anybody who is a contractor. If you happen to be able to get like that new fridge or whatever it is that is on back order. Um, so, you know, they're, they're piloting like convenient fulfillment options. And then, um, they're also testing out a new pro fulfillment center in Charlotte, which is uh, where they're based. And that would offer a same day delivery as well. So, you know, I think they're just really testing out a lot of different things. You and I both know we've seen Lowe's, um, you know, involved in whether that's LBMA or just other industry events. And, and they're, um, I, I feel like they're always like kind of on the, the you know, the cutting edge for, for a hardware store, testing out new things, testing out new ways to engage with consumers. Um, I do really love this partnership because I think about like specifically the things like grills, you know, having to like go and drive and get it and then have space in your car maybe or not can be a pain. So I, I like that they're thinking about this and it's almost like, why not? Why should every retailer not have something that can be delivered on Instacart, right? Whether that's 
clothing, hardware, paint, you know, any of those things that you're looking for um, beyond the groceries, right? And beyond the supermarkets. I think this is great. So yeah, I mean, nothing like groundbreaking from a tech perspective, obviously, but uh, you know, a new retailer on Instacart. Thoughts? Yeah, I think this is a solid partnership. I like seeing Instacart kind of branch into the broader kind of retail sector like this. And, you know, speaking from kind of a personal point of view, um, you know, my neighborhood, you know, it's a very old, you know, century old neighborhood, very small houses, tiny streets, like little, like no driveways in some cases, um, you know, or garages or anything like that. So there's like, you know, most people, if you have a car, it's a small car. Um, so, you know, moving things, you know, that you need, like whether it's a barbecue or Halloween decorations that they talked about or whatever, you know, getting it delivered and getting it delivered same day, I think makes a ton of sense to me. Right. So I can see this, um, happening and, you know, kind of being very successful for, for both uh, parties here. And I think a lot of other retailers, you know, whether it's guys like Ikea or, or folks like that, that we talk about regularly on the show, you know, can benefit from, you know, the availability of same day delivery. And I guess now in, from an Instacart point of view, it means that obviously they have to ramp up their, uh, their drivers and the vehicle sizes that they have and things like that, uh, you know, moving from groceries. But um, I think it makes sense. I think it's a good seller partnership. Interesting to, uh, to watch it uh, uh, expand. Kind of sticking in retail, we're going to go to our second story now. And this is a very interesting one. So uh, if you're from the Northeast, uh, you'll know of a grocery chain called Wegmans. Um, you know, I grew up, you know, in Toronto here, and but we're just across from Buffalo. We pick up the Buffalo TV stations and I'd see Wegmans, you know, TV commercials all the time. So I'm familiar with the brand. Um, they have 100 stores on the East Coast. Um, and they, like everybody else, has been playing around with you know, self-checkout and scan-and-go technology and have an app platform that they've been using. And uh, their customers love it, but they don't. Um, and this is interesting. So we're starting to see now this wave of some companies that are, um, <coughs> excuse me, pushing back on this type of technology. While it's convenient and they, they recognize the convenience to their customers and their customers have told them, specifically in the case of Wegmans, that they love the app and how easy it is and not having to wait in line. Unfortunately, uh, they're experiencing a lot of losses. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, uh, theft. And so, you know, whether intentional or not, people are going to these things and maybe not scanning all their items. Um, and so the, so the net benefit isn't really there. Um, and they're actually seeing a lot of losses, uh, in this. And, um, they're not the only one. Other retailers um, are uh, are seeing this as well. Um, maybe not have you know cut the technology out yet, as Wegmans has announced. So this they they basically sunsetted the app for now. Um, you know, as of uh, just this past weekend uh, or last week on the twelve uh, on the eighteenth, sorry. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting to see, right? Because we talk a lot about you know how great this technology is and. You know how much easier it is for for the consumer and not waiting in lines and reducing the friction and all of that and they they agree they think that's important but not important enough that they're you know willing to continue with it um, when they're seeing you know great losses 
um, in terms of uh, on the financial side because of, uh, of theft or just you know, people not scanning everything um, intentional or otherwise. So what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny and timely. I was just at Wegmans yesterday, actually, and I did do self-checkout, but not to be confused with the scanning. Um, and I've noticed that, you know, a lot of the supermarkets have like the scanning tool. When you walk in, you can pick it up. It can sync with your app and you can just scan and go. I have never actually been, I don't know. I haven't been curious enough to try it or think that it's going to save me enough time to like take the time to set it up within the app and do all of that. Um, and for this exact reason, because I find that, I don't know, it's like, I, I guess I, I am like predisposed to think, I don't want anybody to think that I'm stealing anything. And I, and I do think that there are challenges, um, you know, when it comes to this, even with self-checkout, right? Like inevitably you always need somebody to come over and fix something. You know, I was scanning grapes and they weren't scanning. And then, you know, I had to have somebody come over and they scanned in for a dollar. And I was like, mm, I don't think that's right. Like, happy to pay a dollar for this big bag of grapes. But of course they were like $10. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like, I think those are the types of things that they add up, right? Like it, it can be, um, you know, maybe it, it's a, it's a convenience factor for a percentage of their customers, but I think that there's other ways that they can offer that level of convenience. So like ordering online and picking up still probably would have the same level of convenience, if not more. Um, and it would still give them that cost um, effectiveness and making sure that they're generating revenue. So I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're not knocking the technology. The technology is great and they're admitting to that. It's just, you know, um, it's not, you know, sort of offsetting, you know, the losses that they're seeing. And I think, you know, what that says to me is, is the technology just needs to keep getting better, right? Like we need to find mm -hmm. ways to, you know, um, whether it's, you know, computer vision technologies or other things that, you know, can kind of have better oversight into what's going on uh, as people are interacting with the store and merchandise. Um, but um, yeah, we're not going to see this stuff go away. But, uh, you know, sad when you're hearing about, you know, it being thrown out because of businesses are experiencing losses. Yep. Well, let's go to more of a future ideation kind of test that's launching in Singapore. Sephora is launching what they're calling their store of the future, um, and they are focused on three main touch points, the space, the people, and the technology. So um, the way that they're doing this is they're, they're popping up a, several interactive, like experiential areas for customers to test products. Um, some of these include something called the play table. There's a care table, a skincare lounge, um, a beauty school. So really they are touting like, yeah, I would say more compartmentalized areas that are open and tailored to specific um, experiences, which is really cool. Uh, the pictures look beautiful of, of the mock-ups that I saw. And, you know, they have some really unique experiences that are, um, I would say individualized, right? They're really personalized experiences that someone can go and have like a hydrofacial, it's called perk by hydrofacial, um, a hair consultation, a dry styling hair service. So, um, you know, there's something called Skin Credible, which is like a, a dermatologist recommended skin analysis app. So you can understand your skin a little better, get some skincare advice, maybe tips on what uh, products might be best for you based on your type of skin. 
and age and, you know, diet and all those other things I would imagine. Um, but this is launching on the 23rd. So if you are, you know, near Singapore, it's in Rappel City, um, you know, definitely go and check it out. I, you know, I think that this is, this has a very niche clientele. You know, I think that I typically like to try new things, but going into the store to try them is probably not necessarily where I would go to, but I can see so many women that would. And I also could see, for example, like the, the um, beauty school, you know, it's like this, um, it is, it looks like a, a very innovative, like fashion school with a table and, and these high top, you know, bar stools. And I could see doing like a high school birthday party or, you know, a girl's night out or something where you go and you get like a makeup tutorial or do something fun. Um, so I like that idea of like bringing those experiences and having it be like group offerings or, you know, something that even if it's just like, hey, I need new moisturizer, my skin has changed or, you know, like that there's a variety of different ways that you can go and interact there. So it looks beautiful. I love all of the different experiences. I mean, I think Sephora has always done a wonderful job, whether it's in their app and their stores. Um, you know, I think that they do a pretty good job of, of keeping things organized, customer service good. They have a great loyalty program. So I love that this is like another um, extension of their brand. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of big brands like this, you know, sort of um, have, you know, testing uh, stores or lab stores where, where they kind of, you know, get into, you know, the latest uh, innovation and technology out there, obviously. I was recently in the in the Nike, um, you know, store of the future in New York. Pretty crazy stuff. Um, and I think from a, um, I, I see two audiences. I see like the audience that you just described, which is, you know, let's, you know, have an outing and, and make it an experience and like go and, and kind of play and, and have fun with, uh, you know, whatever the product is. Uh, I think the other one is, is we're, we are talking about Singapore. We are talking about Asia. Uh, shopping there uh, in Asia is, you know, a whole different experience than it is here in North America. Um, you know, I think the numbers would say they just they just shop way more than we do, and especially luxury shopping, uh, way more than we do. And so, I think people are are there. Um, they're out in these malls and, and in these places. Raffles is right in the heart of uh, of uh, downtown Singapore. Um, you know where where all the big malls are. So. I think it, it's it's one of those things where there's a lot of people around all the time, um, and you know you're just naturally going to get people coming through, and playing and experimenting and getting feedback and getting input on on sort of you know are these technologies are these apps are these tools, things that you then want to roll out into your other stores. So, I I, I think it's a great place to do that uh, in Singapore. Um, you know, having been to that you know environment a number of times. And it's, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's not unexpected for me that Sephora is doing this. Every brand, you know, in their right mind should be doing this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I expect that they're going to learn a lot and uh, they're going to get a lot of great feedback and they're going to, you know, engage a whole new audience as they're trying to really grow their brand in Asia. So, Absolutely. All right, final story. Uh, so we're jumping over to Pakistan now. And uh, there's a company over there called TPL Tracker. Uh, and they're a leading IoT location tech company over there. And they've partnered with a retailer called Cravemart. 
And um, so, you know, nothing crazy innovative here. These guys are, are you know, one of the big players in the local market uh, with, you know, Maps APIs and, you know, they have a, a over 6 million uh, uh, POIs within their platform. And so they're really focusing on helping create more, you know, you know be more efficient in their delivery process. Uh, in getting products out to their to their customers uh, and to their drivers or their riders, as they call them, the Crave Mart riders. Um, so they say in less than a year, Crave Mart has seen exponential growth at ninety uh, percent of uh, being able to reach ninety percent of uh, the major cities in Karachi, seventy five percent of Lahore, and seventy percent of Rawalpindi. Um, so you know they're they're definitely getting coverage and density. Uh, and reaching, you know, the, the key populations within the country. And I think, you know, if you're uh, a big re online retailer like this, um, you know, and if you're listening to this story in North America, think Walmart online and think about reaching, you know, and getting your products as fast as possible into as many, you know, local jurisdictions and as many people as you can. So that that's really what this is all about, um, you know, and... I don't have much more to say about it. It's, it's, it's a very straightforward story, but but I think the key here is about reach and density of coverage and being able to leverage, you know, sort of homegrown uh, and powerful uh, location services in, you know, what uh, the guys at TPL are providing to create. Yeah, I mean, I think that the only, the only thought that I have here on this story is like, we're going to continue to see the you know, reaching consumers wherever they are in whichever way that they want to engage with your, you know, products, your service, your brand, um, I think is really important in enabling that. So really just focus on that and the growth there is so, um, you know, it, it's so important as we move, but we've also seen, for example, like suburban, urban America, and then you think of other countries, like the way that they interact and the technology that's needed to be able to make those deliveries and to reach um, consumers wherever they are is very different. And, you know, what's needed in New York City versus like more of suburban Atlanta are two very different things. Um, and that goes to the same for a lot of what we've seen like in, in other countries um, around the world, especially Asia. Right where there's a lot of density, there's a lot of like building up. So I think that just continuing to have the technology to reach the consumers and then to be able to find them accurately, we're just going to continue to see more and more iterations of that um, in order to scale. I agree. All right. So that's our show for this week. Four stories around the world. Um, as we've been uh, mentioning the last couple of weeks, if you haven't got your ticket yet, our annual well, first since COVID anyways, uh, Retail Loco East Conference is coming up October 26th and 27th in Atlanta. Um, we would love to see you there. There's so many great speakers uh, coming. Uh, we just confirmed uh, on top of the folks from Kroger, 8451, their lab is now coming. Uh, uh, Waze will be there doing a presentation with Coca-Cola. Uh, so there's a lot of great uh, folks uh, that uh, are lining up to uh, come share their insights and we'd love for you to be there and hear what they have to say. So uh, you can get your ticket at www.retaillo.co, L-O.co at the end, retaillo.co. Uh, go check it out and uh, we'll see you there. Um, otherwise, have a great week and uh, we'll be back next week with episode 588. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.